Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hello and welcome to the No More Mondays podcast. As always, I am your host, Angie Callen. Don't you love meeting somebody who you just know owns exactly who they are? You can tell they're comfortable and confident in their own skin and what they have to offer the world. And that would absolutely be today's guest, Salim Holder. The first thing I noticed about Salim as I was digging around his social and LinkedIn was this banner that exclaims, this is me. And I don't think he could make a what I'm guessing is a more accurate statement. Salim is a digital marketing and brand management guru who takes a unique approach to marketing. While he may meet all the standards, he does not go about this in a traditional way and definitely does not color between the lines, which means I already love him. We're going to learn how all of this can apply to you and your personal and professional brand and life goals and career development in what I think is going to be a pretty high energy episode of No More Mondays. So let's get it started. Salim, welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? I'm so excited to be here. Appreciate all the kind words. Yeah, I'm, I love talking about, I talk about personal branding and just branding in general a lot. And I also love marketing just as an entrepreneur. So I'm, there's lots of reasons I'm excited to, to dive into this conversation. And I, I feel like you're just one of those interesting people I get to talk to because I'm a podcast host. And so I'm excited to see where this goes. But let's let's kick off by giving everybody out there a little bit of context and kind of a snapshot into you and your background in marketing, branding and you as a human. So tell us about yourself. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm originally from Albany, New York, so upstate New York. I had uh, went to Hampton University where I got my degree in marketing. Um, I had worked for a few years in retail and I kind of realized after working in retail, I did not want to stay in retail forever. And so I decided to go back and get my MBA. And I went to University of Rochester, where I graduated Simon School of Business with an MBA in marketing strategy and, and uh, entrepreneurship. And honestly, from there, I was able to go into a career in brand management. I worked for a little over a decade with companies like Kimberly Clark, managed brands like Kotex, Cottonelle, Kleenex, Jameson Iris Whiskey. And uh, after a decade of doing it, I mean, I was growing these businesses by millions of dollars, but I kind of had an epiphany. You know, one epiphany was if I can do it for them, I could probably do it for myself. Um, and I think the bigger thing is you talk about branding and you talk about really is like, who am I and what is it that really fulfills me and satisfies me? And I kind of lost a connection to what I was doing on a daily basis and how it was having a positive impact on the communities I was a part of or those that I was in. And as a result of having that kind of that tension that I felt and that desire to kind of jump out and, and use the experience that I was able to gain over the years to do what I wanted to do, I stepped out on faith in January of 2018 and I decided to chart my own path. Um, wasn't exactly sure what that path was going to be, but it was like I'm charting my own path. So I took my first step and I, I currently teach digital marketing. And I also um, am the founder and CEO of Fourth App Market, which is the largest black owned online hair and beauty retail platform in the U.S. I don't even know where to go from that, but I'm going to actually ask one funny question. 
I also am a January 2018 founder. So how amazing is that? Do you remember what day it is? You know what? I remember three days into January. And I was actually on my LinkedIn. And I made a video. And it took me maybe a year to post a video. But it was like, I remember feeling the reality of that decision of leaving the nice, comfortable check coming in to like, there's no check coming in in the mailbox today. So, you know, I remember waking up to that reality and it was like pretty overwhelming at first until I decided that this was the decision of the journey that I wanted to take. And I stepped fully into it. Uh, And that was like probably around the 6th of January that I started to feel that 2018. I love it. January 8th will be is and that is our that will be our fifth year anniversary, which is also just the two of us should celebrate that. That's a huge milestone because 20 percent of entrepreneurs don't make it that far. And I think I think that this is so interesting that I love to chat about the like our our transitions to and from employment to entrepreneurship. And your, I think your founding story and the, the, the mental emotional component of this is probably very similar to what I experienced because it sounds like you cut the cord and went all in. Yeah, I jumped out. I was all in. I had, I remember I interviewed for this job because I just stepped out and I was like, all right, I'm out. And I was like, ah, I don't know. Maybe I should. <laughs> what did I just do? So I started and I went and I started to interview for a job. And I remember going through the interview process and saying to myself, I'm going to put it all out for the interview, but if I don't get the job, that's just a sign that I'm supposed to be going down this path. I didn't get the job, so I was like, let's go. <laughs> and that's that's where it's been since. And sometimes I, fi- I find those, this is a little cliche, but it's also sometimes those are the blessings and disguises, right? So, you know, I've had people that have gotten laid off out of the blue or other just big big career changes or shifts that kind of come unexpectedly, but end up being the starting point for something you may have never experienced or realized you needed to be on a point in the journey. You never realized you were supposed to be on until some external factor kind of plopped you there or pushed you off the precipice. And I, I love the element of this, that you were really listening to your intuition and what it was telling you and, and, and being aware of the fact that, You weren't necessarily in a satisfying situation and even interviewing for other jobs kind of felt like that. And then the outcome really put this series of events in motion that ended you where you're at today. hundred percent. I mean, I had I had for the longest I always wanted to start and run my own business. And I always wanted to like have a like I wanted the things I was doing to have a positive impact on people. And it was like I was selling products that were good products, but I was like, you know, getting somebody more Jameson or maybe more feminine care. It might be helpful in certain circumstances. I mean, tampons are great, but let's just be real. (laughs) I've learned a lot. Those are very important, you know, but today I was like, I feel like I can put my skills towards much better use. And I will never forget. It was really, it was a mental shift. It was realizing in myself how I had for so long kind of leaned on the corporate world and the corporate structure to kind of hold me up and and almost to validate my capabilities. And so I was nervous when I stepped out on my own because there's nobody to validate and say, yeah, Salim, that's right. Nobody to say, you know, hey, give me other thoughts on it. It's like, let's go. But what was exciting about that, and I talked to a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, people who want to be entrepreneurs, and I, it was exciting was to me to realize that 
it was really mental that I was more ready than I had thought I was. And I can guarantee for the people who've been in corporate world for five, 10, 15 years, even three or four years, the level of experience and knowledge you have to jump out and start your own, you have the knowledge. A lot of times we just don't believe in ourselves, but it took me jumping out to really have that kind of epiphany to say, wait a minute, I can do this. I am ready for it. And to just go all in after it. I think a lot of times we tell ourselves we're not ready or we can't. Uh, We actually just recorded and it will probably be live before this one, an episode about imposter syndrome. And that is spot on exactly what happens in those situations where you have all of the skills and that third party validation exists just the same. But finding finding the courage and that uh, confirmation inside yourself is is what sometimes you need to kind of take the leap. And I want to kind of ask you a little bit what might be just a curious question of. Do you think that you would have been as successful as you've become in the last five years had you not just cut the cord and gone all in? Oh, wow. I, I, don't, I think not, to be quite honest. I think it was I think you got to I, I think you, you can't be like on the fence with it. Right. It's like you can be on the fence and be like as a side hustle. You can bring a side hustle to a certain amount of success and still work the full time job and but I noticed that there was a certain point in time where I was kind of running this as like I'm consulting, I DJ, I was doing a lot of different things to keep money coming in. But it was a certain point. It was like, you got to go all in it because it's only going to hit this certain level of success until you put that energy in. And the key part about it is when you put all that energy in, doesn't mean that's when you're going to get all the value back. It's still an investment of a wait and see kind of a time. There's a whole lot of patience when you own your own business. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I've learned Uh, that uh, quite a bit. (laughs) I tell people all the time, there is no better exploration into self-discovery than starting and growing a business. It's just, it will, it will bury raw. It will make you grow in ways you never thought you needed to, nor wanted to. However, it's, it's extremely rewarding. And, you know, I really, I recognize and I respect the fact that not everyone can, take the complete full leap. I mean, you know, I did it too. And we, you know, I didn't have a, you know, a, a really what I would call strong or in hindsight financial uh, nest egg that I would recommend somebody going and cutting the cord with. However, I also think that I had no choice. And, and because there is no plan B, you just find a way to be as scrappy as all hell yep. <laughs> and make yep. it all work. Because when yep. you, I think when you have the plan B, there's a safety net there that, can I I don't want to say diminish the commitment, but soften the commitment to doing whatever it takes to grow the part time job that you would like to grow into your full time career. That's my new phrase for side hustle. So I don't have to say side hustle anymore. And you got to commit to it. But to your point, I, I definitely was not in the financial place where it was like, hey, this is a let's go. I You know, but having that hunger having that desire, like I got to eat. So it's like when things get tough, it's not like, Oh, well, it didn't work. It's like, Oh, well this way didn't work. There's another way we're going to keep trying because something's got to work. That's exactly (laughs) it. And you really do become very innovative in your own right. And you're like, okay, what do I, what can I go hawk today (laughs) that will, that will buy me dinner? And and it might not all make sense at the beginning. You might end up doing a hodgepodge of things that kind of piece together that, you know, only maybe 25, 30 percent of that is really the goal work that you want to be doing. However, it all kind of has a means to an end. And 
One of the things I'm really in, impressed with you, and this is kind of like a segue into a different, slightly different topic, but it totally is a related is one of the things that I've I really enjoyed about kind of reading about you is how you've diversified your interests and the ways that you want to be fulfilled as a person and professional across different areas of like of life and work. And it's funny because years ago when I was a new coach, this was like I was like four or five months in. I started working with this client who she's she is still a client of mine today. We've done two or three job searches together. She's in a career change. She finally knows where she's she's going. But way back four and a half years ago, she was in this like state of analysis paralysis because she was trying to get 100 percent of her life satisfaction out of her career. And it was basically debilitating her and rendering every option a non-starter because she was just trying to put so much pressure and perfection on these options that nothing could hit it. And I think that you're a great example of why you shouldn't aim for that and how you can kind of like diversify that portfolio a little bit. Um, So, you know, from from entrepreneurial, I know you teach some, you've got some philanthropic stuff. Like, how did you piece all that together and figure out how to distribute all of those things to create the whole? You know, there's this um, Maya Angelou poem or quote, and I'm not going to say it right, but essentially what she talks about is like, I don't know why as people, we define ourselves as one thing, right? It's like, you're a doctor. So it's like, well, I'm a doctor. It's like, no, you're a doctor. Maybe you're a mother. Maybe you're a ballet dancer. Maybe you're like music too. Like, we're not just one thing. And for so long, I think I knew that inside, but I was kind of defining myself based on where I was at in my career. And I would meet people in different places. And like I said, I DJ. So I'd meet people and I DJ and they would like, oh, this is the most fun DJ I've seen. Then I meet them in the corporate world and they're like, oh, it's very straightforward, you know, corporate. Like they couldn't see me in between. Right. Until it was like, I'm just going to live and be me and fully embrace all elements and aspects of who I am. And jumping out, it restricted, it, it relieved some restriction I felt in the corporate world of, Maybe I shouldn't do this or post this or say this because my boss or somebody might think that. And we kind of kind of put ourselves in a certain place. But when I kind of jumped out and I was able to say, don't matter, like you like me or don't like me, this is me and embrace that fully. It was like when I stepped back into DJing a lot more frequently, when I was then speaking at events or when, to your point, I work with a number of different young gentlemen ages from 12 up to 18 and we talk about everything from etiquette to job search to careers to how to play chess right and it's like everything in between these are things that i just got fulfillment from but at the end of the day they all kind of ladder up to it, it was just me knowing that life is it's much bigger than me and if there's ways that i can help other people to enjoy their life better whether it's through experiences whether it's through fun I'm, that's, that's me. That's that my LinkedIn banner. This is me. This is that's, me. That's me. So this has perfectly set us up for personal brand lesson number one is that you are not one dimensional. Yes. And it's okay to be different in different settings and, and practice that well-roundedness, I think is probably how I would summarize it. And it, I re, what I really identified there with there was that like authenticity piece, because, you know, when I started career coaching, it was a very similar experience of like, I didn't really go out and look at what anybody else was doing. I was like, I got opinions. 
And now I'm known for having opinions about everything, but I'm like, I got opinions. I have a perspective. I'm just going to go put my voice out there. And it resonated. And I think that we are tend to try to be exactly that definition that society wants us to have, which is our job, that it then yep. becomes not okay to be our authentic human do even doing that specific job. And so, you know, I, I would say, you know, in an effort to give everybody some thought provoking things about what brand are they putting out there? Are you putting the brand out there that's really reflective of who you are at your core and what you want to be known for? Definitely. And and I would even push that further. In some cases, people are still exploring what their brand is. And a brand is essentially a promise, right? It's a commitment. It's a promise that I'm going to make and consistently deliver on. And as people are trying to figure out what their brand is in the same way I did, means you got to do things outside your comfort zone. You got to try things and say, wow, I really like this. Wow, I really enjoy this. There's so many things that I've tried that I'm like, wow, I've loved it and I enjoyed it. And what has become a part of my brand is not even necessarily those specific things that I've done. What's become a part of my brand is the fact that I'm willing to take the effort to do it. And I'm really to, to try to go all the way through and and and, and see what learnings come from that and apply that to other areas of my life. And I think that's a key thing of just being willing to just jump out there and try it, you know? And I think we, I think we oftentimes almost try too hard to really create or even define this brand when we kind of already have it. We just don't take the time to like articulate it and know it in a way that really aligns with us. And You know, as far as like, okay, why are we talking about this? We know how as far as the career world and hiring and job searching, this sentiment of a personal brand has become extremely trending. So it's a hot topic, everybody. That's why we're talking about it. But I I also think like the reason it's important is because you have a brand, whether you know it or not. And basically what I usually tell people is like when you walk out of a boardroom, they talk about you. You know, they're talking about you, whether it's inside their heads or to each other. There's there are things that they assume and say about you. And I think you want to be able you want to be the one who who not only knows what that is, but has dictates what that is and has control of it and and make sure it aligns with what you want them to be saying and knowing about you. That's the power of branding. Right. And that's what it's, it's easier when we think about it for a product. Right. It's like you think about a product, people experience a product, they see it. They're going to have their own perceptions of what that product is. Brand managers, marketers, our job is to influence people's perception of that brand product or service, influence it in a way that aligns with how we want you to think about that brand product or service. And hopefully how we're thinking about it aligns with what your needs are. And when these do align, that's how the brand grows. And you have an Apple or you have all these major brands that are out there that people like, wow, I align to it because the promise aligns with my need. And I think in that same way as an individual, as a person, we have to then understand what is it that we offer? What is it that is unique, that's different about us and take the time to figure out how do we articulate that? in a way. But I I do think it takes time to to you got to take a step back to articulate what that really is. I think so, too. And so let's let's get like tactical for a second. What do you think? How 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 do you think somebody can start if they want to be intent? Let's say if they because we're not really creating a brand. It already exists, whether you like it or not. But we're be we are defining an intentional brand. So 
where does somebody start if this is something that they like? Maybe they're looking at changing jobs or careers. Maybe they don't have a clue what their brand is or they're just struggling to have that confidence. Like, where does somebody start with with, I think, intentionally defining a personal brand and what makes a good one? So I would say the first thing is, who are you defining the brand for? Right. Because if a brand a brand, again, is a promise, this is a promise I'm making to you. I got to understand, do you care about what I'm promising you, right? Is this something that you would even care about? And more importantly, what is it that you're looking for? So if I think about myself and creating a brand saying, I want to switch careers and now I want to go from marketing into being an engineer, I got to understand what do they look for? What are the characteristics of good engineers? What are the qualities of engineers? And how can I highlight and maybe even look at what do they say some of the gaps are in the market? I'm going to completely make it up just for the the sake of an example. Celine doesn't know he's talking to a former engineer right now, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to jump off the edge too, right? Let's go with it. (laughs) So what I would say is, I would say as as a marketer, one of the things that I recognize is that I became good at telling a story. One of the things that I knew that engineers were really good at were analytics, right? They were like, I could tell you how things go together and how the parts, et cetera. But in many cases, the challenge was to be able to tell the story of whatever they created or put together. And so if I were to say, I'm going to go in to be an engineer, I would then say part of my brand is going to be, I am the engineer that can tell the story just as good as I can put the details of it together. So that would be now I just made up as an example. It's actually a a real it's it's so polar opposite that it actually becomes a really it it seems like such a ridiculous example, but it's actually kind of like well done as an anecdote. And I I hope people pick up on the nuances of that out there because it's it's basically like you have to know who you're talking to. If you don't know you're talking to engineers, then you don't know you need to translate the story of being a good narrative storyteller yes. in an, an analytical way. Right. Right. And to be able to articulate that in a way that's relevant, that resonates, right? That's the people who you want to build the brand with. So what is it that you need to promise them that they care about? And how can you communicate that to them in a way that's relevant and that'll resonate? So the first step is, who are you trying to connect with? What is the industry like if it's an industry thing or career thing? Or even if it's an individual, if it's a relationship, who are you trying to connect in your life with in your life? What kind of people? What do they care about? And are you that person that you can deliver on that consistently? I mean, this could be as simple as what do I put in my dating profile? You got to know who you want to attract, friends. 100 percent. 100 percent. 100%. So in a year, Salim and I are going to have a new business together and it's going to be called How to Brand Yourself for the Dating World. (laughs) I love it. Get the most dates. (laughs) Well, and you're just you're reinforcing something I say a lot, just even very straightforwardly and simplistically in the career coaching and job searching space is the lack of clarity in these kinds of efforts is worse than a bad resume. Lack of clarity is worse than a bad brand because you don't know how to fix it. Yes. I I think that lack of clarity, too, it becomes when we get overwhelmed trying to be all things to all people. And I always say it's like your resume, if this is like a brochure, this is like your marketing material, then you don't necessarily have to list everything that you've done for that particular job. Right. If I'm looking for an engineering job, let me talk about the things that are most relevant 
for this engineering job. If I want to talk about a teaching job, I'm going to talk about the experiences most relevant for that. So that means I'm changing what I communicate, how I communicate based on who it is that I'm trying to connect with. But it's still me. It's the same brand. I'm just presenting that brand differently to a different person based on what I think will resonate or what will, they can relate to. You got to speak the language of your audience. Uh, do you would you like a side hustle as a resume writer? Just saying. 100%. But a lot of this even even comes into play. I mean, it's very similar to business branding. So even if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, okay, the two of you are talking enough about resumes, but hey, I'm a career coach. You better know who you're, you better know my audience uh, if you're part of it. But, you know, even if you are starting a business, you're growing a business, um, you're creating new products, this is all a very paralleled conversation around who are we creating this product or service for? How do we speak to them? How do we tell a story that's going to resonate with the people that we want to tell it to? Definitely. Especially to your point. I mean, for career coaches, others, the, the principles of marketing are the same. And this is for me, one of the like a, a eye opening experience for me in my marketing career was when I got moved over to the Cotex team. And now I'm marketing a product that I could never use, never experience the symptoms, issues of. It was just like strictly of like, go for it and market it. And I think my idea of marketing before was, of course, lead with the consumer, but never was it more obvious when I could never insert myself any intuition as a consumer. So it was like I had to then work with consumer insights, data, et cetera. I became a really disciplined marketer because it was really about understanding the fundamentals of marketing and applying those fundamentals. And once I learned that there, I was able to take that. It doesn't matter if it was a brand, a product or a service or myself, you could take those same skills and apply it. Salima, you're a, you are a great resource for, I mean, you've got spot on marketing theory, but just in general, I hope all of you out there will kind of tune in to what Salim's got going, going on and we'll post links and stuff and in show notes and we'll give you a chance to shout them out kind of before we wrap things up. But just Side note, this is you are an excellent person to learn from. And I'm so glad that part of what you're doing in just life is mentoring young people into this kind of stuff way earlier than we ever got it. Yeah, it's it's been a big deal for me. Um, in fact, what we've actually done with our site, with Fourth Ave Market, the e-commerce platform, is we've actually shifted our approach a little bit to use it as a learning platform. As I recognize so many people graduate from school or looking to switch careers and they might take a class and they say, theoretically, I understand. And they go to get the job and they don't have the, the hands-on experience. And so what we've done is we've actually partnered with New York City. We've partnered with some different foster homes and other shelters, et cetera. And we've been able to actually teach people the skills of digital marketing, some of these other IT skills, let them practice it on our platform and then connect them with the network and jobs after they complete the program. And, and the hope is that to help really to elevate their experience and help them to get more economically independent and stable. And that's really been a, a really exciting journey for me to kind of take all these things and kind of push it down this path of making money and making change at the same time. There you go. You really can put it all together. I think you just have to be aware of what drives you and where you can can do all that. And from a practical perspective, for all of you entry-level new grads out there who are so frustrated with looking at job descriptions that say entry-level with three years of experience, this is the kind of stuff you do to kind of fill that gap. 
Side note, employers, please stop doing that. But still, (laughs) this is the stuff that you can kind of get experience in doing to close the gap. That's it. That's it. That's what it's all about. And, you know, I think that things are evolving so quickly today that there really does need to be more of these kinds of programs that are out there that really help put people in a position to be successful later on. So you've got so many facets to you. We're going to play a little game to learn more about it. You ready? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> it's called it's called rapid fire recommendations. But I think I say this on every episode. It's not very fast. <laughs> cool. I'm Just ready. be I'm honest. Ready. Rabbit holes. Welcome. <laughs> Uh, what is your most favorite travel destination? Oh, wow. Um, I would say I recently went to Colombia. Uh, I was in Medellin, and that was amazing. It was, like, beautiful. The weather was nice. So I'm going to stick with that. And as we approach fall in our two areas of the country, sitting here on a video, both wearing hoodies, a right. warm, <laughs> beautiful, tropical place doesn't sound half bad right now. <laughs> Uh, all right. I'm, I'm excited for this one just because of all the cool wisdom that we've talked about so far. A great book recommendation. Three Simple Steps by uh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Blake. I think it's Trevor Blake. It's not Trevor Noah. <laughs> Trevor Blake. Although Trevor Noah does have a great book out there, too. However, I've heard, I've heard. <laughs> Three Simple Steps. That is an excellent yeah. recommendation. Uh, what about a favorite movie? So my favorite movie of all time is Coming to America. That is my favorite movie. We just dated ourselves by getting so excited about talking about about coming to America. But it is such it's not only just a cult classic of like the like the 90s, but it is just such a good movie in general. I watch it all the time. I still have every moment memorized. Didn't they make a second one of those? (laughs) Yeah, they did. Uh, recently they did like in the last couple of years however it may be it may fall into that very large collection of shouldn't have rebooted that movies yeah it was cool it was cool you it know. was like a, a reunion it was like good to see everybody yeah again, you know? exactly <laughs> coming to america <laughs> the reunion if you could turn coming to america into a reality show that's basically kind of what they tried to right. do <laughs> yes um and other than obviously no more mondays i would love for you to throw out a podcast recommendation to everybody oh wow good question um I know. When I put people on the spot, it's like all of a sudden, like, what do I listen to? So it's like, what's your favorite song? Like, oh, I don't know. There's so many. It depends on the day. (laughs) Okay, that could be your answer. My favorite podcast depends on the day. (laughs) I like it. I'll go with that. Okay, cool. And of course, this is a show about Mondays. So what's the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? Magnificent. Why? It It would not have been that a few years ago. But now Mondays are not the same Mondays that they used to be. They, I used to wake in a Sunday. I get this feeling like, oh, I got to go back to work on Monday. And now it's just like, it, I mean, all the days kind of blend together. So I don't know if it's a fr- Thursday or Monday now. But at the same time, um, I find like these days to be really motivating. They'd be e- exciting days. It's like a new next time to just check in and, and start the journey for the week. So. I'd say magnificent. Wouldn't it be amazing if everybody could say my Monday was magnificent? That would be amazing. Because that's why, I like, in the past, it would have been, like, horrible or dreadful. Yeah. or. <laughs> so it's something to strive for. And, hey, shameless plug, if you need a few resources to help, we send out an email every Sunday with seven tips to combat the Sunday scaries and love your Mondays just a little bit more. How's that for a little marketing stuck into this podcast? 
That's great. That's good stuff. I can't believe we have to kind of start wrapping things up because I feel like we could dig into like so many little nuances of marketing and brand strategy and personal brands and what do you do and not do in your career and employee to entrepreneurial transitions. There's just a little of everything in here and it's been amazing. But as we kind of start to close things out, tell everybody out there how they do follow along with you and all the really great things you're doing and also really great resources you have to offer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Uh, Please follow me on LinkedIn. You can follow me to Salim Holder on LinkedIn, um, 4th Ave Market. So the number 4, T-H, Ave Market. You can find 4th That's our website. Or you can find us on LinkedIn or Instagram. You can follow us along right there. Uh, Really excited to uh, to, to connect with you all, though. This is an exciting part of the journey. And Salim and I are new connections with each other on LinkedIn, so you can also find him through my network. And all of this is on the show notes at nomoremondays.info. And as we bring it home, let's give everybody one more gold nugget, a pearl of wisdom, your best piece of advice on what everybody out there can do to get one step closer to career and life satisfaction. Yeah, I think the best advice that I ever got is that your career is a journey. It's not a destination. And so as you go on your journey, make sure that each stop on the journey, you take as much as you can because there's going to be further stops. And don't get too frustrated at one part. If you think you're stuck, just know it's a journey. You can keep moving. You don't have to stay there. I think that's it's that we've all heard that it's the journey, not the destination in life. But I think if you really apply that to your professional development, it can change your perspective and either make a less desirable situation, maybe a a stop on that journey that is not where you want to be a little bit more manageable. And then you can really be aware to take the good, you know, the good stuff out of it to help you get to that next stage of the journey. But I also think I'll add one more piece to a great, a great little nugget of advice is that also be cautious of staying at one destination too long to the point that it becomes a destination and you get a little bit too comfortable and you don't continue that journey. Cause if you don't continue the journey. You're going to stop learning and growing. And that basically renders you dead. Yeah, 100%. That's the worst part. Let's live a little longer. What do you think, Salim? This has been such a fun edition of No More Mondays. Thank you so much for being part of the show and joining the No More Mondays movement, where we're all going to just make them magnificent from here on out. That's it. I'm with you. Thank you. Let's do it. We always love hearing from people who have successfully navigated career crossroads, business crossroads, life crossroads to chart a path to success. And Salim's helping other people do that, young people do that, which is even more amazing. There is such great advice and wisdom here. I hope you will all take some notes and take some inspiration away from this. And for all of you out there, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star rating because who is better than Salim and I? I mean, come on. It's a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere with amazing stories like the one you've just heard. And if you want to leave us comments, feedback, guest suggestions, or again, grab all of the notes and links from today's episode, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. 
For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. 